0: Amen. Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord. It's an honor and a privilege to gather each time. Every time the doors of the church are open, it's an honor and a privilege to gather in this house. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 1 to 4. Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly, and indeed you will. Indeed you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. The Passion Translation, now please bear with some of my craziness for a moment. Yes, please be patient with me. You need to know that God's passion is burning inside of me for you, because like a loving father, I have pledged your hand in marriage to Christ, your true bridegroom. I've also promised that I would present his fiancée to him as a pure virgin bride, but now I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted, and you may lose your single-hearted devotion. And pure love for Christ. For you seem to gladly tolerate anyone who comes to you preaching a pseudo Jesus, not the Jesus we have preached. You have accepted a spirit and gospel that is false rather than the spirit and gospel you once embraced. How tolerant you have become of these imposters. One night, not too long ago, I was in my brother's house and we went into the living room. And kids are playing around. I don't know exactly who shot this up there, but there was this little toy snake. And this little child's toy, they shot this little child's toy up, and it hit the roof, and it's stuck on the roof. And so we thought, we'll just leave it there and see how long it stays. And then I went on, went home. Next time I went to visit, went into his house, went and sat down in that same place. A few moments later, looked up, and there's that snake still hanging on. You know, sometimes there's a snake on our roof, a snake on our ceiling, and this is what I believe the Lord is saying to us today. Sometimes there is a snake not slithering on the floor, but it's there above our heads. There's a snake above our headspace, a snake above our thinking, a snake above our mental state, a snake above our thought life. Getting in the way of a heavenly mind. Getting in the way of a transcending mind. Getting in the way of a mind that is to know the limitless, limitless nature of our God. How many know that's true? The snake likes to hang over our thought life. Over our minds. To remind us of the limits the imposed limits, the self-imposed limits. Is there a snake on the roof hanging over you? The Spirit of the Lord would say to us, it's time to pull the snake to the ground and crush its head. Don't let the snake hang over you because he wants to get in the way of ability to see through the limit. He wants to get in the way of your ability to see through the roof or the ceiling. He wants to get in the way of ability to see heaven when an earthly limit spans above us. A snake on the roof. You know, sometimes the very thing we think is protecting us, a roof, a ceiling, a limit, an imposed limit, a self-imposed limit is actually hindering us the very thing we think is protecting us is actually hindering us, and there is a snake on that roof. And you know what the snake would love most of all, the enemy would love most of all, this, this snake, this enemy, that loves to hang above our thought life, loves to hang above our minds. The snake would love most of all to deceive us by his craftiness so our minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ the amplified bible reads but now i'm fearful lest that even as the serpent beguiled eve by his cunning so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from wholehearted and sincere and pure devotion to christ this is he speaking to believers The message reads, and now I'm afraid that exactly as the snake seduced Eve with his smooth patter, you are being lured away from the simple purity of your love for Christ. The truth is, the snake wants to hang above our thought life, hanging on and clinging on, messing with the mind and the head space so to infiltrate the heart space. Messing with the head space So to infiltrate the heart space. Are you hearing me today? Isn't that how it is? Pretty soon you got a wayward heart. Why? Because there was a snake hanging above your head. Messing with your mind. Hanging above the thought life. There to hinder us and keep us mindful of fabricated limits. To corrupt our minds so we lose that beautiful, single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. Corrupt our minds so that we're seduced and lured away from what is right and what is holy. You don't notice the snake on the roof until you look up. I just feel like asking this morning, how often are we looking up? Has our vision in this life Has our vision become all horizontal? Has our vision become all about the natural plane of life? Has our vision become grounded? Has our vision become the vision of the perishing? What does the word say? For without the right vision, people perish. People lose control. People lose it. We were never meant to learn to live with the snake on the roof. We were never meant to accept this and learn to manage life with the snake on the roof over and above our thoughts, our minds. And it's not enough to just ignore the snake on the roof. It's not enough to try and look past it or around it. Luke chapter 10, verses 17 to 19 in the Passion Translation. When the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus, hear these words today when the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus they were ecstatic with joy telling him Lord even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name Jesus replied while you were ministering I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Listen, how do we get the snake off the roof? How do we get the snake off the roof? How do we get the snake it's trying to hang above our thought life, trying to corrupt our mind and ruin our pure love and devotion for Christ. That's simplicity of the gospel of all that's right. How do we deal with this snake? How do we bring this snake to the ground? It's exactly what Jesus said. While you were ministering. Luke 10 verse 18, Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground while you were ministering i believe there's a lot of snakes hanging out and the snake is hanging above the thought life the mind of many believers perhaps even churches homes why because they're not ministering there's no proper ministry you've let go of it as you were ministering while you were ministering the word says While we minister to the Lord, that's why it's so important that we're continually ministering to the Lord, that that snake falls, that the snakes fall. It's why it's important to come to church while you are ministering. Important to get involved while we minister to the Lord, while we minister to people. While we minister to our families, while we minister to ourselves, listen, we need to minister to ourselves. And while we minister in the streets and in the fields, those beautiful words, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. I want to encourage us all here today. We have to keep ministering. On the individual level, on the family level, corporate level we have to keep ministering. When we fall here, we fail to get the snake off the roof. Luke ten seventeen to 19, when the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus, they were ecstatic with joy telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. See, now that the snake has fallen, what do we do now? Now that the snake has come off the roof, the snake is no longer above our thought life. We, we catch a picture of what the snake is trying to accomplish. When the snake falls to the ground, how do we trample the snake and his kingdom? And again, the answer is right in the text. As you walk in this authority, Verses 18 to 19, Jesus replied, While you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. It is time that we walk in the authority that we have been given. There has been an impartation by the Lord into your life, an impartation from Jesus, by Jesus, into the believer's life, into those that are under His authority, into those that He is sending out, those that He is using to minister. Jesus says, I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. I don't know if there's one person in here that would say they fully understand that and fully believe it, but we have to. And even here, our faith is tested. This is a walk of faith. As they were ministering, walking in this authority, as they were ministering, the snake fell, the enemy falls. We must walk in this authority. I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom, but Jesus didn't stop there. He continues, you will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Listen to these words this morning. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. If we're honest here this morning, we know what happens when we don't walk in the authority that is ours. I'll give you a simple example this morning. Many parents in the house. Think of a parent that doesn't walk in the authority that they have been given. My, how things get messed up. We could think of so many examples here this morning. When we do not walk in the authority that we have been given, that has been imparted to us, what happens? Things get messed up. Life gets messed up. And I'd like to say this. That we can only walk in authority if we are under authority. We can only walk in authority if we are under authority. This is the truth of the word of God. The 70 were sent. They were under authority. They were sent sent by the Lord, they were sent to the places that he was about to go, sent to the places that Jesus was about to go to. They went out under authority, and as they ministered, Jesus saw the snake fall like lightning from heaven. Sometimes, you know, we don't see what's taking place when we're ministering, but Jesus sees and I wonder how many snakes have fallen, and we've had no idea. And sometimes the Lord lets us see it, but that's part of this mystery, and one day when we reach heaven, he'll replay the real. How many times a snake fell? How many times a snake fell in your personal life? How many times the snake fell in your home? How many times the snake fell? in your relationships, in your marriage. How many times a snake fell in your church while they were ministering? They didn't say we saw Satan fall. They saw activity. They saw the moving of the Lord. But it's Jesus that said, as you were ministering, I saw that snake fall. I really feel Luke 10 verses 1 to 3 is a word for this house. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. And Again, the Passion Translation. After this, the Lord Jesus formed 35 teams among the other disciples. Each team was two disciples, 70 in all. And he commissioned them to go ahead of him into every town. He was about to visit. To go ahead of him, I find that very interesting. He released them with these instructions. The harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to drive out into his harvest fields many more workers. Now off you go. I'm sending you out, even though you feel as vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves. I truly do believe that the Lord is sending this house. Every week we come in here and then we head out. The Lord is sending us out to places that he is about to go. Sent to places where Jesus is about to go. And as we go under authority and minister, the snake is going to fall like lightning from heaven. And as we go under authority and minister, though we may feel as vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves, when we minister under authority, when the snake falls, we don't stop there, but we remember the words of Jesus and we hold to the office of authority I believe the word, if you'll receive it today. I don't know if everybody will receive it today, but it's a word for this house. And if you're a part of this house, I pray that you receive it. We will trample upon every demon before us, and we will overcome every power Satan possesses. And absolutely nothing will be able to harm us as we walk in this authority. You see, this authority is because of his impartation. That's why we have this authority. That's why, really, Without his impartation, we have have no authority. (laughs) Because of his impartation into our lives, because of his impartation into your marriage, because of his impartation into your parenting, because of his impartation into your relationships, your family, and beyond, because of his impartation into you as an individual, and as we gather here, because of his impartation into this body, we have authority. Don't shrink back. Walk in the authority as you minister and as you walk in the authority. You know, Jesus is saying to us, the harvest is huge and ripe. But there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to drive out into his harvest fields many more workers. So here we see a going and a praying, don't we? We go and then, just a side note, we gather at Christ City Prayer on Tuesday nights. We pray for many more workers. We go out and we're going and we're praying. We're going and we're praying. As we're going, we're praying. Now off you go. Wow, I wish it was that simple. You know, we may need to lift up our eyes today. John 4, 35 Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. How many conversations do we have where it's like four months? Take it easy. It's not here yet. We may need to take a closer look today. The Voice Bible You have heard others say, be patient. We have four more months to wait until the crops are ready for the harvest. I say take a closer look and you will see that the fields are ripe and ready for the harvest. Sometimes there's no harvesting because you just ain't looking. Not taking a close enough look. You're sitting there like the harvest isn't ready. Well, can I ask you when is it going to be ready? If it's not ready now. What are we waiting for? Buying time another 4 months, another 4 years? They're saying it's not ready and Jesus is saying, "Take a closer look." And if we could just receive the word of the Lord today, I believe Jesus is just saying to all of us, "Take a closer look." The passion translation As the crowds emerged from the village, Jesus said to his disciples, Why would you say the harvest is another four months away? Look at all the people coming. Now is harvest time. For their hearts are like vast fields of ripened grain ready for a spiritual harvest. I pray that the Lord would give us eyes to see into the hearts, to see the hearts, that are like vast fields of ripened grain, we may need to change our talk today. Don't fear. And though we feel vulnerable, we trust the Lord. As you go and as you minister, as I send you out, you may feel vulnerable, susceptible and weak and exposed. I really felt the Lord say this. Some never go out because they feel so vulnerable. They don't want to even expose themselves to the things soul winners are exposed to. They don't go out, they don't even venture out because if they get outside of their little bubble, they're worried. Jesus says, go out, as you minister, the snake's gonna fall, go out, minister, walk in this authority that I have given you. Jesus didn't say, Take your ticket to heaven. Run from the church to your house. Lock the door, bar the door, set the alarm. Don't talk to anybody. He said, be in the world, but not of the world. I believe that many don't go because they're so worried. They're so worried. That they'll expose themselves, expose their family to... Things that soul winners are exposed to. And so we shore up our little Christian life and never break out. We try and protect our kids, and it's important to protect your kids, but don't protect them so much that when they turn 18, when they leave your house, then they can't handle it. Sometimes we're overprotective. That's why we don't go out, because we don't even want to expose ourselves to things that soul winners are exposed to. David Wilkerson said these words, soul winners are promised, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Mark 16, 18. Do you believe the word this morning? This refers to a missionary's or other believers accidentally imbibing a poison, But there is something far greater hidden in this scripture. Just as surely as Christians drink of the blood of Christ, the river of life, of his divine love and beauty, we unconsciously drink also of the poison of this world when we go out to preach the gospel. We absorb so much of the spirit of this world. We take such deadly things into our spiritual lives that unless we receive Holy Ghost protection, I do not see how Christian workers can go where sinners are. You cannot help drinking in some of these unmentionable things into your spirit. But if you drink any deadly thing while you are going after serpents in the power of Christ, the poison will not hurt you. When the Lord began to show me this truth, I would go home and pray, and I could feel the breath of the Holy Spirit pouring through my system. The poison would just drain out, and I could stand up cleansed and pure and unharmed. That's so true. Wow. So true. Back to our children just for a moment. You know, God's got our children as they go after serpents. I've shared this before. My kids go to public school. Nothing against any other type of school. Whenever I drop them off in the morning, God bless you, shine the light of Jesus. You know, they start coming and telling me, hey, so and so wants a CD from Christ City. So and so wants a book from Christ City. And so we're taking these things. And like these little kids are reading these books, grade two and grade four. My kids aren't scared. And I really feel like the Lord is just saying, God's got our children as they go after serpents. We need to trust the Holy Spirit and the power of the blood, and we need to trust in prayer. And the poison will just drain right out. That's why we need to turn our homes into a house of prayer. That's why when they come home, we need to pray. That's why when we get to church, it's so important to take your kids to the prayer room. It's so important. You know, honestly, this is not a plug for pre-service prayer at all. It should be, but it's not. But the truth is, if you don't teach your kids these patterns when they're young, what do you expect's going to happen? Train a child up in the way that they should go, and when they're older, they won't depart from it. At least give God a chance. Trust you can receive this today. Let the poison drain right out of you. As I've had conversations, man, it can mess with your head, can it? It can mess with your heart, it can mess with everything. And you come home and, Lord, take the poison out start straining it out. But heaven forbid we shut the door and never try and win people to Christ. Heaven forbid we just shut our lives in that we never even talk to anybody about Jesus or we only talk to those that, you know, kind of have Christianity uh, a part of their life and then it's easier. No real messy situations. I know times have changed, but I remember being a kid, and my parents brought home this individual off the street involved in things, and she stayed with us. I don't know. I don't think they were scared. I remember my grandparents would bring home all kinds of people. People showing up all the time. We can't be scared, church. We can't be scared. We're under authority. We can't be scared. We got the Holy Ghost. We can't be scared. We got the blood. We can't be scared. We got prayer. We can't be scared. We have to go out. We minister as we minister. Jesus sees Satan fall as we minister, as we walk in this authority. As we walk in this authority, we can have the worship team return. Snake on the roof. Here are a few things this morning. There may be a snake on the roof of your child's room. If so, it's time to start ministering. Sometimes things look okay on the horizontal plane, but we need to look up. We need to get a clear picture of what's taking place. There may be a snake on the roof of your marriage bed. It's time to start ministering. There may be a snake on the roof of your office. It's time to start ministering. There may be a snake on the roof of your faith. It's time to start ministering and it's time to break through the limit imposed on your faith. I felt when we received the prophetic word this morning, there might be a snake on the roof of your praise life. Self-imposed limits. Listen, God doesn't put a limit on your praise life. But there's self-imposed limits or there are imposed limits that have been placed upon us because we grew up in some kind of a religious atmosphere. was not according to the Bible or they fell short is there a snake hanging above your thought life is there a snake messing with your view of heaven it's time to start ministering and when the ceiling has been cleared off and the snake has fallen to the ground we carry on walking in the authority imparted to us and we trample upon every demon And overcome every power Satan possesses. We stay under authority. We stay under authority. Jesus is seeing the snake fall to the ground as we minister. And his impartation. With his impartation and with his authority. You know where he sees the snake fall? He sees the snake fall in our homes. Lord help us. It's time the snake falls. As our youth go out, blessed to be in those services on Tuesday. There's just an impartation, there's prayer. Head out into your school. Don't all just stick together. But Start to minister. Start to minister and bring life. Sure, they're exposed to things. I went to public school. I went to Catholic school. I know the things you're exposed to. But man, I remember going to Tuesday nights, I mean, that's only two days into the school week, but you got into that house, you got into church, and the poison just comes right out. And then in youth, I remember going Friday nights, and so, you know, you had Wednesday, Thursday, and you're like, Lord, I need the poison drained again, and you'd go Friday nights, and the poison would come out of you, and then you'd have Saturday, and And then you come Sunday, Lord, I need the poison drained out. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's the way it is. We're going to see the snake fall in our streets, in our businesses. I believe we're going to see the snake fall in Parliament, and the House of Commons will revert to the House of Common Sense. Amen? Come on. And all of this is not because of us. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And when Jesus imparts to a people authority, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, no kingdom raised against us shall stand, because it's, there's no greater authority that could, could be imparted into us. No greater authority. We need the authority of Jesus Christ. Let's stand this morning. Lord, I just pray right now for an impartation. We've already received one, Lord, but I pray for every person in this place, every parent in this place, every business owner in this place, Lord, every, every soldier in this place, Lord. I pray for every mother in this place, God, every school teacher in this room today, Father, wherever we find ourselves, Lord. I pray right now for an impartation, God, that you're imparting into us this authority, and, Lord, that we would begin to minister if we have not been ministering. Lord, if we've fallen short in areas, that we would, we would begin, Lord, to step out. Even as these 70, Lord, understanding that we are sent. And we are not sent by ourselves. We don't go out under presumption, Lord, or human presumption. But we go out sent by Jesus. And, Lord, as we begin to minister, these snakes are going to begin to fall. The enemy is going to begin to fall. And, Lord, we're not going to stop there. But we're going to carry on, and we're going to walk out in this authority. And, the, you know, the Bible says, we used to sing this song all the time. The Bible says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under whose feet? Under your feet. Under your feet. The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath my feet. Lord, we trust that. We trust that, Jesus if you feel you need to respond this morning, the altar's open. We're just going to lift up this course and bless the Lord and declare who our God is, that He is the waymaker. He is the miracle worker. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's sing it out, church.